Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You are listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Welcome to the Pharmacy Marketing Simplified Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nicole McClure, President of GRX Marketing, and today we'll be discussing the subject of marketing to millennials with special guest Chris Slavlich of uh, FlavorRx. Chris uh, joined FlavorRx in 2002 and has spent the last 15 years establishing FlavorRx in over 40,000 pharmacies across the country and beyond. He enjoys combining sales, business development, and grassroots guerrilla marketing to help pharmacies attract, engage, and delight their guests using FlavorRx. When he's not coaching pharmacy staff members on how to deliver a better pharmacy experience by making medicine time less stressful, he enjoys coaching his two sons in soccer and baseball. Chris graduated with a BS in Business Administration and Marketing from Salisbury University in 2000 and was co-president of the American Marketing Association chapter, which was recognized nationally with several awards. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Nicole. So let's um, get started. And I know, you know, FlavorRx has created quite a niche offering um, for the retail pharmacy industry over the past two decades. If there's anybody out there that's not familiar with you guys, can you just start by giving us a brief explanation of what uh, your company does? Yeah, absolutely. So FlavorRx is a, a personalized flavoring service, which is available now in over 48,000 retail pharmacies, hospitals, and health systems. And as you mentioned in the bio, we're, we're really designed to help make medicine time less stressful for kids and parents by empowering the patients to choose the taste of their liquid prescriptions. And we've got, uh, you know, quite, quite an evolution over the last few years, which we'll talk about and kind of how that message has changed and how we can help independent pharmacies and pharmacies all over grow their business. Perfect. Um, and I know, you know, you and I have known each other for a few years and, you know, I've, I see your guys' booth at the, the trade shows and, um, but you guys are so much more than just um, providing that flavoring system for pharmacies. Um, you know, I feel like you guys definitely go beyond that. Tell um, our listeners a little bit about how you guys have reinvented yourself over the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, in addition to the pharmacy space, we also enjoy going to some of the marketing conferences across the country. And one of my favorite quotes, which hit home uh, a couple of years ago, was from a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk who's kind of a digital marketing guru and, and just pioneer with social media. And one of his quotes was just that if you're not trying to put yourself out of business right now, someone else will do it for you. So we've kind of approached our business that same way over the last 10 years or so to kind of evolve beyond simply making bad tasting medicine taste better. So we've known for a number of years that everyone loves the idea behind Flavor RX and trying to make medicine time simple, but are easier or less stressful, but uh, we knew that our time was our number one enemy in pharmacy and um, flavoring was perceived as an extra step. So it just so happened at one of the NCPA trade shows, which was in Las Vegas, I ran into a company called Fillmaster, which had a digital water dispensing um, automation coupled with the reverse osmosis water filtration system. 
And that piece of technology has a little barcode scanner, which will read an NDC and know exactly how much water is needed for reconstitution. So uh, up until that point, I think the only ways that independent pharmacists and pharmacists all over were reconstituting was through a graduated cylinder and a gallon jug of water or the most advanced uh, you know, solution in that space was something called the reconstitute, which was just kind of a, a gravity-fed um, manual dispenser. So this was a pretty cool technology, and I had asked them if they thought that technology could ever dispense flavors while it was dispensing the water. And so soon after that, met with the CEO, and um, he was very interested in our business, and they actually quickly acquired our business and brought FlavorRx and Filmmaster Film together um, so that we could come up with this solution, which was fully integrated. And so it was actually just earlier this year, where 10 years later, we finally got to the end game, which um, our Filmmaster Auto now combines digital reconstitution with personalized flavoring all into one automated step. So, yes, it's been kind of a nice evolution over the last uh, eight to ten years. Yeah, very good. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of independent pharmacies out there that are uh, pretty happy about that evolution as well, probably making their life a little easier. Um, so, you know, I've kind of just taken a step forward and getting into um, you know, pharmacy marketing a little bit. Um, I know you present at several conferences and, you know, I really have loved your guys' theme this year of rethink your pharmacy marketing. Kind of what led you to choose that topic? Yeah, it's, um, I, I think we're at one of those points in time where just the, the demographics and the opportunities in retail pharmacy are, are kind of intersecting each other. And uh, when you look at how much the demographics in our country are changing, um, with that, we thought it was a great time to rethink how you're attracting or marketing to uh, what consumer needs are today. And so one of the great stats um, that we constantly hear uh, through our friends at like iMedicare and things like that, is that there's over 10,000 people turning 65 every day. And those are certainly high dollar, high value customers for retail pharmacy. But I think what's sometimes being overlooked in retail pharmacy is the fact that there are 11,000 babies being born every day. And why that's important is if you look at the millennial generation of folks that are kind of defined as 20 to 35 years old right now, um, it, it's certainly not at the top of everyone's priority in pharmacy because they may not be taking tons of medications today. But it is a great time to start thinking about attracting those and, and generating trust and loyalty and I know we both have children, and, and you know, when you first have your, your first child, you have so many questions. And so um, building a relationship with a pharmacist that you know and trust is a great way to establish yourself as that health and wellness expert um, for the next generation of shoppers. So we kind of themed out this Rethink Pharmacy Marketing, um, and, and we're just aiming to educate pharmacy owners about the differences in consumer behaviors with this new generation of millennials, along with the new ways to attract, retain, and delight them. Because um, when we go to marketing conferences or we go to pharmacy conferences, you know, sometimes we, we hear folks still talking about, you know, print ad or, you know, maybe using radio and things of that nature. Um, but there's so many new opportunities that are pretty cost effective for small business to not only compete, but to effectively tell their story. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, that powerful stat uh, that you used on millennials um, about being so many, 80 million, um, you know, that just kind of proves that that's a demo that can no longer be ignored. Um, you know, I think a lot of times you and I probably have similar conversations with pharmacy owners that, um, you know, they want to wait and, and target those people when they're older, you know, maybe not till 40 or, you know, they're on multiple medications, but just like you said, kind of, you know, you can't wait. The time is now. So um, it's really great to see you guys kind of getting that message out there. Um, I guess what would you say kind of in a nutshell are your suggested ways to getting or helping the pharmacy owners gain that trust and loyalty um, for that new generation of consumer? Well, it's um, another thing that's kind of opened our eyes was, uh, I think it was in 2002 or, I'm sorry, 2012 rather, uh, Drugstore News ran an article um, saying that 90% of consumers were choosing their primary pharmacy based on location, meaning whatever was the closest pharmacy to their home. And that's a pretty scary statistic for independent pharmacies. We can't be the closest to every home in our community and we need to rely on the fact that we differentiate based on service rather than convenience or location. And I think the timing is great because I think J.D. Power just came out a week or two ago um, saying that the top three quote-unquote chains in retail pharmacy that had the best guest satisfaction were uh, Good Neighbor Pharmacy, Health Mart, and Medicine Shop. And so I think that's a a great story that's not being told to the general public. So we all know that in the industry that independents are offering, you know, better services and have deeper relationships with customers, but we're not telling that effectively in our communities to get new customers. So I think there's a tremendous opportunity to leverage our existing loyal customers to go onto social media and to leave online reviews and to tell their networks of friends and family how great your pharmacy is, and this is why I drive that proverbial extra mile to come to, you know, whatever pharmacy it might be. So um, there's a great quote by another gentleman named Jonah Berger that we use in our presentations that top of mind is tip of tongue. And if your surrounding community all thinks of you and your pharmacy as the health and wellness destination and you personally as the health and wellness expert, when there is a time of need, when they have that moment of truth that they need a prescription or they have a question about medications, they're going to be coming to you versus the guy across the street. Yeah, great point. Um, but I guess, can you tell me a little bit more about how you think FlavorRx fits into those strategies um, to help the independent pharmacy owners offer that better service, pharmacy experience, and, and build those deeper relationships with their patients? Yes, um, it, it's, that's kind of the fun part of, of my job right now is that we, we fit into, yes, we're a, a company that has flavorings to make medicine taste better, but we also fit really well and check off all of these boxes that you just mentioned um, to, to kind of tell that story. And so FlavorX is, is a very buzzworthy uh, service, and it can certainly help you to improve your visibility either through online reviews or social media. So um, we can help turn in any pharmacy's biggest commodity, which is a generic amoxicillin, into a personalized solution to help a child feel better and, more importantly, to make that medicine experience less stressful. Um, if you have kids out there and you're listening, 
everything goes smoothly when you're giving your kids medication until that first negative um, occurrence. And then after that, medicine time officially becomes a, a real stressful experience. And so um, if you have the tools to ask mom or ask the child, hey, what's your favorite flavor? You're showing the, the patient and the parent that you care and you want to make that medicine taking experience less stressful for the entire family. And that, in turn, is going to build deeper relationships with both the kids and the parents and also help to deliver that solution of what we, you know, I think Google actually coined the, the term that zero moment of truth. Um, zero moment of truth is just when you identify that you have a need, you're probably Googling something or you're turning to your social network and saying, what do I do? My kid's sick or my kid's spitting up their medicine. So, um Additionally, uh, what we're telling in our presentations, presentations, excuse me, is that um, as a pharmacist, you know, suggesting probiotics to accompany that amoxicillin, even if the parent doesn't make an immediate purchase there, they're going to remember that you were trying to help them. And again, as a parent, I can say that that first time you do get the probiotic with an amoxicillin, you won't forget to keep getting that probiotic with your amoxicillin. So. Hey, yeah. And well, and just when you were talking, I can think of a, a couple times when our son was younger and medicine didn't taste so good, and it was definitely a struggle. So um, I think a lot of us out there can relate. Um, so earlier you had mentioned that you know the millennial customers um, like to share their experience with with friends and family. How do you feel like that's changed from past generations? Well, I, I don't know about you. I'm just outside of that millennial cutoff, so um, not quite in that group. However, uh, when you know when we were growing up and, and hearing our parents talk about positive or negative retail experiences, you know, I think the stat back in the day was that you know they would share that eight to ten times um, with friends and family, whether that was at a dinner party or on the sidelines of the kids' soccer games. Uh, nowadays, when you have a really positive or a really negative retail experience, you put that post online and it's immediately broadcast to the hundreds within your social network, but it's got the potential to be something, if it's crafted the right way, to go viral and be viewed by thousands or millions. And so when a child is sick, the first thing that millennial moms are doing is they're turning to their social networks looking for either tips or advice or sympathy um, which lends a great opportunity for someone in that network to reply back with, hey, did you know you could get your medicine flavored at you know, XYZ Pharmacy? So uh, one of the quotes that we started coining was that word of mouth is temporary, but online posts are permanent. And so what we mean by that is that 90% of millennial moms are sharing those retail experiences today, and they're currently sharing at over 10 and a half times a month on their social networks. So every interaction in your stores have the potential to end in either a positive or a negative rant or rave online. So you need to make sure that each one of your employees, your technicians and register folks are committed to delivering that great in-store pharmacy experience with each and every customer interaction. Because if someone in your, on your staff has a bad day, um, that has the potential to be posted online and that could be the one that, you know, that, that gains some traction equally. If, and what we're helping with our, our customers today is let's be proactive and let's get all of our loyal customers that have been coming here to years to proactively start those conversations online and give little examples of how great you are and how you go that extra mile and how you show that you care. So if you can get some online reviews both at 
Yelp, on Google reviews, and even on your own Facebook page, um, that's a great way to counteract what could potentially one day be that one negative review that comes on from a just one one-off type of bad experience. So uh, if you don't know what your online reviews are right now, look up your own pharmacy um, through a millennial's eyes by just Googling, what's the best pharmacy near me? And if your pharmacy's not showing up at the top of that search on Google and you don't have reviews already there, then you basically don't exist as far as your digital footprint goes as far as millennials are concerned. So we can talk more in a, a future webinar about some strategies that um, get into more depth about those types of campaigns. Yeah, I think, you know, you bring up a really good point where, you know, a lot of pharmacy owners, I think, even struggle with um, – how to be on Facebook or, or Google or that sort of thing. Um, but again, it's one of those things that you just, you just have to do because so many people are relying on, um, you know, social media as kind of a search engine as well, where, you know, they're going and typing pharmacies in the area. And if your pharmacy doesn't pop up, you know, if they don't know the area, they're just going to assume that you're not open or don't exist. So, um, Kind of just interesting how the um, evolved it's evolved over the you know past just five years on how we find local businesses. Yeah, and I, I think um, one of the the interesting things a lot of folks don't realize this, but um, Google actually has small business um, either webinars or seminars all across the country, and um, there's a great site and, and tool for you if you're not. If, you, if you're not sure if you're, you've already done this, but um, the site is called Get Your Business Online by Google. So it's G-Y-B-O.com. And it'll literally help you with a roadmap um, and, and checklist of items just to make sure that you've verified your own business. And I think the stat they threw out um, when I was at the last presentation was that only 38% of small businesses have verified their own business with Google. So if you want to play in that space, and I know everyone's not, you know, supposed to be a search engine optimization expert, it will certainly help um, giving you those tools. And I think working with local marketing groups to, to also um, have some assistance if you don't have the resources. Nicole, I think your, your, um, your company is doing that with a number of pharmacies right now, correct? Yep. Yep, we are. Yeah, we can definitely um, help those that are out there that, um, you know, maybe sure aren't how to get started and um, or maybe they've kind of plateaued with their social online um, marketing plan. So, yeah, I think um, we, we've had a lot of folks at trade shows come up and just say, you know, hey, I, I don't know the first thing about, you know, social media or, or you know, just search engine optimization, but. A lot of times a great place to start could just be with someone on your staff. If you've got younger employees that are working with you, um, you know, kind of empowering them to take the lead on, you know, this type of a task. Uh, it could be a nice kind of team building experience to put a digital marketing strategy together and, and certainly, you know, getting some help and guidance from the experts in the community as well with some of the, the agencies. Mm -hmm. um, I know online is, you know, definitely important, especially for the millennials. Um, but do you have any other um, ways or suggestions that pharmacy owners can kind of tap into that market locally? So, yeah, good, uh, great question, Nicole. Um, you know, getting out into the community is, is a great way to not only improve your, your visibility, but uh, if you're not getting uh, new customers coming into your doors, then you need to go out and find them. 
And what I mean by that is partnering up with other locally owned businesses that may be attracting younger folks or that millennial type of audience. Um, one of the promotions that we've created that ties our flavoring service into it is with a compliance chart. So when a child gets their medication picked up and, and flavored, uh, you can hand them a little compliance chart so they go home and check off the boxes every time they take their medicine. And they can typically bring that back to the pharmacist for uh, a reward or a treat or a prize. And while we provide our customers with sugar-free lollipops, we encourage our pharmacies to partner with a locally owned ice cream or frozen yogurt or Italian ice type of a, uh, a store and see if they're willing to donate uh, a handful of free kids' cups of whatever that product is. And so you can promote that on social media and vice versa. You can kind of collaborate with that other shop if it's a, an Italian nice place on their social media. They can tell all their customers, hey, if you want your next kid's Italian ice free, go pick it up at you know Jim's Pharmacy. And so it, it's a great way to collaborate and um, cross-promote with other locally owned businesses. And, and after all, you guys are all you know going after the same community of, of shoppers. So if, if there's some really good... Uh, locally owned businesses out there, find ways to strategically partner with them to improve your visibility. And, and a couple other examples real quick. If there's a, a local barber shop nearby, um, they'll, a lot of our customers will take the Flavor X lollipops and they'll put a little sign at the register. And I know every time my kids get their haircut, they get a lollipop at the end. And uh, when you see that independent pharmacy's name or, or you know, whatever, it's, a, um, it's just a great tie-in to the rest of the community. Yeah, great ideas for sure. And, you know, I think what I love about those ideas, too, is that they're all low cost. You know, it just takes that effort of connecting with that other local business owner, but it's not going to be a big expense for the pharmacy owner. Absolutely. And I, I don't even think I mentioned just doctor detailing. I mean, that's kind of a given. Uh, if right. you're not getting younger patients into your pharmacy, finding the top prescribing peds is, is should be one of the first things that you do, especially with this being the back to school season. And um, we provide all of our customers with doctor detailing kits. So you don't have to spend hours trying to put together a little gift basket or a package. Uh, you just simply go to those prescribers, <clears throat> introduce or reintroduce yourself and let them know about the services and why they should be sending their patients to you. Sounds great. Um, so I guess kind of something that you and I are both seeing in the next evolution of, of digital is um, using videos for marketing. Um, kind of what's your thought is trying to integrate those into a, a marketing strategy? Yeah, I mean, I think um, video content, you know, every time we go to these conferences, it's it, it's growing so fast right now. And, and even audio content, just like this podcast, um, our, our lifestyles are changing. We're always on the go, and you might not have as much time to sit down and actually read, you know, the paper, <clears throat> let alone uh, a blog or anything like that. So <clears throat> on your Facebook page, you know, if you have – a lot of recurring questions from your customers. Um, if you want to talk about the allergies in your community or just what's going on in your community, posting a couple two to three minute little nuggets on your Facebook site is a great way to start building your audience and, um, and putting out content. And again, you've got something great as the locally, um, the local pharmacist, you are the health and wellness expert. So um, kind of, you know, take that on, turn yourself into a little, you know, pharmacy uh, vlogging rock star, so to speak. <laughs> um, 
So I, I'm sure we've, we've got some pharmacy owners that are, are listening to this podcast and, you know, they're thinking, well, you know, everybody in my community is older and aging or, you know, for the most part, my existing customer base is older. So, you know, is it really necessary for me to dedicate resources towards um, rethinking pharmacy marketing? And what's your response to that? Uh, it just depends on how long they want to stay in business. I mean, if, yeah. if, if they want to just kind of ride things out with the, the, the customer base that they, you know, have established over the years, uh, we're, we're not going to try to talk anyone out of that. But um, again, if you go back to that original quote and think about if I were to start my business over today from scratch, I'm just going to say if I'm filling 150 scripts a day right now, we're going to call that even par. Uh, how many new scripts can I get moving forward and, and through new families and things like that that are in the area? Um, the, I think the misconception that we get a lot at, at, at trade shows is when folks are looking at a, an acute service like flavoring, which is really targeted towards, you know, millennials, the kids of millennials, it's the, the, that statement of, well, I don't have that many kids in my neighborhood. And there's a big difference between not having kids in your neighborhood and not having kids in your pharmacy. So as long as there's a daycare center or an elementary school somewhere within five miles of your pharmacy, uh, you're not living in a, a ghost town. They're just going somewhere else for their pharmacy needs. So um, if you do plan on, you know, maintaining that business moving forward, you got to constantly look, be looking to reinvent yourself, yourself, um, you know, finding that next generation of shoppers and just approaching your business completely differently. And um, we really enjoy, you know, talking with our customers about ways that they can do that. And I think some of the, the banner groups like A Good Neighbor have started this transformation program where, you know, you're remodeling and, and modernizing and, um, you know, just kind of giving your, your whole pharmacy a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Well, Chris, I think you've brought up some great points and ideas for us today on, you know, how pharmacy owners can get started um, in reaching kind of that untapped market. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to, to mention? Uh, no, I mean, the, if anyone has questions about either FlavorX or our automated solutions, we can certainly um, provide a, a follow-up or a link maybe that they can click to for more information will be uh, exhibiting at the NCPA conference here in October, and hopefully we'll have a whole new slate of presentations and webinars to share with everyone in 2018. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Nicole. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pharmacy Marketing Simplified podcast. Be sure to reach out to us at grxmarketing.com. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com.